Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Meeting Mental Health Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tiffany, and in this episode, I want to talk about attachments and how our attachment types affect our relationships, both intimate or not, and other things in our lives, really. Um, I think it's like this subconscious thing that we don't really tend to think about or even consider. You know, the relationships that we have, good or bad, they do tend to stem from the attachment types that we are um, and the way that we feel about things or the way that we view or deal with certain situations is a subconscious reaction based on our attachment issues if we have them. You know, attachments are those emotional bonds that we form with people and it's a learned behavior from very early in life. As infants and children, the attachments we've made primarily with our caregivers has a huge impact and really influences who we are, the decisions we make, and the relationships, or lack thereof, that we have as adults. Now, we're coming in hard and strong with this one, folks. I'm going to hit you with the fun facts early. So, a little backstory. The attachment theory was a theory developed in the 60s and 70s by British psychologist John Bowlby and American-Canadian psychologist Mary Ainsworth. The theory suggests that the early bonds between children and caregiver has a huge impact on the rest of the child's life. They said that young children need to develop a relationship with at least one primary caregiver for normal social and emotional development. So, whether you think about it or not, it's true. You know, it's the subconscious thing that we do and the way that we respond and react to things and people. You know, if you stop and think about what your childhood was like and the bond that you had with your primary caregiver, mother, father, whoever it was, compared to the way that you deal with relationships and situations as an adult, I'm sure you can see somewhat of a correlation. You know, there's this saying that's like, we tend to surround ourselves or get in relationships with people who remind us of our parents sort of thing. I think that's what they say. Anyway, we tend to subconsciously look for the same character traits that our parents have in our partners, um, whether good or bad, because that's what we're used to, you know, it's just what we're accustomed to. And I think this can also apply these attachments to like places or things. Let me give you an example. For me, when I was younger, at least for the first like 10 years of my life, we kind of moved around a lot. My memory isn't the best right now, but I feel like we moved at least once every year or two. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, mom was just doing what she had to do. But as a result of this, I never really built or had an attachment to like a home. You know, like some people have these childhood homes that they grew up in the same house their whole life, you know, but that just wasn't the case for me. And I think that's why as an adult, I find it very easy to just pick up and relocate without really thinking about it. It's easy for me not to become too attached or really form a bond to one specific place. It's sort of been ingrained in me that it's okay to move around. You know, I don't associate any threat from it. It's easier for me to not become attached in that way because of the experiences that I had as a child. There was a time for me in my adult years when I think I bounced around and moved like between three different states in the course of like two years. So yeah, zero attachment when it comes to physically moving. Um, which is good in a way, I think, but that non-attachment part can also spill over into other things like relationships, whether it's with friends or significant others, or simply how I tend to deal with difficult situations, and that may not be so good. But before I elaborate on that, I have a few more fun facts about attachment for you. So there are four types of attachments. We have secure, anxious, insecure, dismissive, avoidant, and fearful avoidant. 
and some sites might label them differently, but they're all basically the same. I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but basically you have secure and insecure attachments. In secure attachments, the child's security, calmness, and understanding needs are met by the caregiver, which later develops into someone who has healthy self-awareness, shows empathy, and has trust. In a bond with insecure attachments, some degree of these basic needs for a child aren't met, which can ultimately lead to issues with learning, problems interacting with others, or avoiding interactions with others altogether, problems with anxiety, anger, and distress. So, as I mentioned earlier, the attachments that we have developed as children reflects on who we are, the attachments we have, and how we handle situations as adults. So, like I mentioned, people who have formed secure attachments tend to have an easier time in relationships, both intimate and non, and they can meet new people and they don't have a problem. You know, they also might be able to handle stress a little bit better, or they welcome the opportunity to try new things. People with the insecure attachments might have a negative view of themselves and have a more difficult time with relationships and not handle stress as easily. I think for me, I fall somewhere on the insecure attachment scale. I mean, the anxiety is probably a dead giveaway, but I do tend to avoid things that are too stressful or anything. I don't know. Perhaps dismissive avoidant. I don't know. Anyway, even though I have an easy time physically picking up and moving around, and I think that's a good trait to have because it allows me to have some flexibility, this attachment type can be bad when it comes to relationships or when dealing with any sort of difficult, challenging situation. It can be very easy for me to not form any attachment to things or people, which is not really that great. And I do sort of keep my distance and the same with avoiding certain things, you know? So for us insecure attachment people, things like having healthy relationships aren't always that easy. At least they don't come that easy, you know? I mean, we have to try a little bit harder. And then there's some people that get attached too quickly and are looking too hard for someone's approval or love, someone to fill that void, maybe something they couldn't get from their parents or significant others in previous relationships. And then there's others that are on the opposite end of the scale and they could care less. They think they don't need relationships with other people. They tend to have high levels of independence and trust issues are usually tied in here. And when it comes to making changes, for some, it can oftentimes trigger feelings of insecurity or isolation and even anger. You know, that, that sense of stability can feel like it's gone. That's why change isn't always easy for everyone, especially in relationships. You know, even when we know the relationship is bad for us, we still stay. You know, some people get emotional when things are changing because for so long, our well-being and safety and our comfort has been attached to these things that we're moving on from even if it's a negative situation, you know? And physically moving ourselves away can cause feelings of sadness, regret, frustration, and anger, making it that much harder. But it's not only relationships that our attachment issues arise. Some people struggle with moving into a new environment or getting a new job or moving into a new house, you know, things like that. Anytime things are set to change or they get pulled out of their comfort zone, you know, people become overly dependent or codependent or overly attached, making it hard to leave or walk away from certain situations. And some of us just flat out purposely avoid difficult situations altogether. You know, just think of all the stories that start with, so I was in this bad relationship once, right? And I know I'm not the only one who stayed in a relationship well past its expiration date. It's these types of situations that were being avoidant. And then we become dismissive because we don't want to deal with it. 
Or how many of you have stayed at a job that you hate, a job that at the end of every day, you just let out this overwhelming sigh of relief. The day is over, probably most of us, but it's just because it's easier, you know, it's easier than finding a new job because making change right now is too much. And this is where those insecure attachments come into play. You know, we only stay in those negative and bad situations because it's what we're used to, because that's how things have always been. So it must be normal. This sort of toxicity has been normalized. You know, we pretend like nothing's wrong. We avoid dealing with it and the issues that are problematic. And along with this usually comes some kind of trust issue without a doubt. So now, not only do we avoid dealing with our problematic issues in our lives, but we're also reluctant and distant to letting new people in. New people that may perhaps be better for us. You know, we're sort of blinded in a way. Something subconsciously is controlling us. And it's that attachment that we learned as a child. So that being said, I think those of you who are like me, we should all just start working on being a little bit more mindful and quit listening to the hardwiring of our brains and find a way to change our mindset. You know, try not to be so distant. Allow people in sometimes. Let your guard down a little, not too much. Baby steps, you know, just a little bit. Everyone isn't out to get you. Everyone isn't trying to hurt you, despite what your inner child voice is telling you. Try not to avoid, especially when you know the situation is bad or toxic. Deal with it. Don't sweep it under the rug. Or if someone is reaching out to you in a positive or a good way, let your wall down a little. You know, I'm a firm believer that at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason. So when it comes to dealing with tougher situations, instead of letting that child part take control, take a step back and listen to your heart instead. You know, although it might be a hard thing to do in the moment, And you don't want to deal with it or it might be uncomfortable. But especially in situations where the universe is sending signal and sign after sign, whether it's a relationship or a new job or moving to a new location, we should listen. So for all my insecure attachment people, this is your motivational PSA. Because I know how it feels when you have an opportunity, fight through your child part holding you back. Change the perspective. You know, be more mindful and try to let go of the negative emotions that you might tie to it. Try not to dismiss or avoid so easily. But on the flip side, also don't try to latch on and attach too quickly to the first thing you see. You know, it's about balance and it's about becoming aware. Try to look at things through a different lens, a new perspective. And this is something that I have to remind myself to do also. You know, there are times when I have to force myself out of that comfort zone. I know I have trust issues. I know I don't really like to let people in like that. And I may intentionally avoid uncomfortable situations sometimes. I know I can be distant or avoidant. I know all of that. So like I said, it's easier said than done, but I'm working on it and so can you you know, regardless of which attachment type you are. So there you go. We can all work on it together. We don't want to live our lives having regrets. You know, I wish I did this. I wish I would have said that. Life is too short and we're only holding ourselves back from experiencing new things or meeting new people or continuing to stay with the wrong people just simply out of fear. You know, and I know it can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. You know, change doesn't always have to be accompanied by sadness or fear. You just have to push yourself a little bit. Be aware of your attachment issues and work on them and grow. You know, you don't have to change who you are completely, but being mindful and being aware is an important part of having good mental health. So that's all I have for this episode. That's my take on attachment. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to get something out of it. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out. As always, until we meet next time, thanks for listening and have a great day.